Monday night, it's Talk More Talk, and man, we are excited because we get to talk about new music, and man, it's so fun because, what, this is like, what, the fourth new, you know, album slash EP we've got to talk about since the beginning of the show. We started off talking about Age of Station, and we've got some other new music that we got to talk about over the years, and now we get to talk about this bad boy right here, Zoom In. <laughs> anyway so yeah so everybody we're gonna be talking about zoom in tonight the new ringo star ep and uh first let me introduce myself and my co-host i'm tom hunyadi and you may know me from my other show two legs a paul mccartney podcast where we were talk all paul mccartney with my co-host andy nichols and I am joined by some wonderful people here. We'll start off with the Queen, because we know we always got to start with the Queen. We got to show our respect and, and bow to her greatness. Um, you know her from her two books, Michael Jackson FAQ, and this bad boy right here. Was it songs we were singing? Got it toward the lesser known Beatles tracks, and she's just everywhere she's on everybody's podcast she's she's writing you know non-stop and she's I, I think she might be the second wor hardest working person behind ken womack i don't know what do you think <laughs> possible it's possible, possible. Right? it's possible and mark lewison yeah and mark lewison <laughs> oh there you goodness. go right we actually i think the odds may be even higher than that <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Very good, Joe. Snuck one in. He got one. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about the only one, the one and only, the Queen Kittle Toolkit. Hello? Hello, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> well, Joe, Ken, and uh, everybody watching out here tonight, and I have to say, that zoom in move we did, that was carefully choreographed. So we <laughs> rehearsed that and everything. It so took a lot of rehearsing. Yeah, oh, a lot of rehearsing. So that's how hard we work for all right. of them. It's all for you guys out there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Now we're joined. We're also joined by a man you know as mean mr mayo he's got a youtube channel called mean mr mayo maybe you never know he's might gonna start going by the name of joe ono mayo here with all this wonderful stuff he's been getting from <laughs> the, the lennon camp you don't know yoko might uh, adopt you you never know <laughs> but anyways we know him as I'm joe ready, mayo. i'm ready i'm ready yoko. <laughs> we know him as, as joe mayo and joe how you doing my friend Doing well. Thank you, Tom. Good to be here as always with uh, Ken and Kit and yourself. 
Thank you, thank you. It's always great to be here with you as well. And last but not least, he is, wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but celebrating his 39th anniversary of his show, Every Little Thing, and boy, does he play Every Little Thing. And I got a question for you. I mean, have you ever played anything from the the uh, the Lennon Ono, uh, the experimental albums, the wedding album, and uh, Two Virgins? Have you ever played anything on those uh, from those on your shows? On my live show back in the New Jersey days. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, not that much, to be honest. And certainly anything that takes up a whole side. Right. No, no. <laughs> I couldn't. It's it's almost every little thing. Then, yeah. but, oh, uh... we're well, close, but we'll give you a pass on that one. But but he has a syndicated show, Every Little Thing, and he also hosts the wonderful show, Things We Said Today with Darren DeVivo and Alan Cozen. And again, another busy person. Uh, I don't know how, how we all have time to do the, all the things that we do. It's been pretty phenomenal how busy we've all been. Mm. Uh, he also has his new YouTube channel, the Ken Michaels Radio uh, YouTube channel where he's right. where he's uh he has a lot of wonderful people on podcasters musicians people that have worked with uh either john paul george or ringo so ken michaels congratulations on all of that success and uh you know again Thank welcome you. to the show yeah. like i said i've said many times i never leave this room <laughs> <laughs> non-stop work one show after another Right. That's amazing. But like I said, we are going to be talking about the new Ringo Stars, Ringo, the Ringo Star EP Zoom In. And yes, I think we're all excited to talk about this new music from Ringo. But first, Paul, I mean, Paul, Ken. <laughs> Easily confused. I've still got You're Paul really on excited. the mind. Yeah. I, <laughs> Ken Michaels with the news, please. As always, okay. <laughs> the floor is yours. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, like I've said, the beginning of the year, it's kind of slow and it starts to pick up and believe me, it's picking up. But something that yeah. happened two weeks ago, it seems like an eternity ago. Right. But um, I will be covering as much as I can from the last couple of weeks. In a new video update from Ringo, he had good news and bad news. The good news is that he plans to have another EP out this year in October. The bad news is that there will be no tour this year, although dates originally scheduled for this year are now rescheduled for next year. And if you go to Ringo's website, RingoStar.com, you can find the dates for his tour, which start May 31st and end June 26th next year. (laughs) And that's so far. Um, Ringo also said that after the initial batch of copies of his new book, 30 Years of the All-Stars, sold out, new copies will be available in a few weeks with Mm. proceeds going to benefit his Lotus Foundation. Ringo's new EP, Zoom In, was released last Friday with five new songs from Ringo. Need to hear it? Well, all the songs are on YouTube. Need to hear us talk about it? We'll get to that in a few minutes. Zoom In was also released in a limited edition red vinyl. Did any of you get that yet, or are you, have it's, you ordered it? Uh, it's not del- been delivered yet. Okay. I'm still waiting. Okay. At the Grammy Award ceremony, which seems like a long time ago already, <laughs> Ringo Starr appeared at the very end of the ceremonies to present the Record of the Year Award to Billie Eilish for the song Everything I Wanted. Considering the hell the world has gone through in the past year from the pandemic changing all of our lives, Ringo thanked everyone who made music during these trying times. Paul McCartney's Flaming Pie was nominated for Best Boxed 
or a special limited edition package, but lost to Ode to Joy, Lawrence Azarad and Jeff Tweedy of Wilco as art directors. However, Toots and the Maytals album Got to Be Tough, co-produced by Zach Starkey, won the award for best reggae album. And we all know that Frederick Toots Hibbert from the band died last year at the age of 77. Best traditional pop vocal album went to former Apple artist, James Taylor for his album, American Standard. Anyway, I can work him in, got to do it. <laughs> and I should also point out really nice guy, Vivek Tiwari who we all know for writing yes. the book, The Fifth Beatle on the life of Brian Epstein, which last we heard was in talks for a limited series for television, has been one of the producers for the musical Jagged Little Pill based on Al Alanis Morissette's music. Vivek won a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. And also in their In Memoriam segment, it was nice to see Emmett Rhodes mentioned, mm -hmm. as was Jerry Marsden towards the end. And I should also say if you caught it bruno mars <laughs> did an amazing job as a tribute to little richard he looked like little richard <laughs> he killed it he killed yeah. it yeah he really it was did. very good i took mm -hmm. notice yep. yeah he's and very the, talented the really mustache <laughs> yep. really... you went out the next day and bought a bruno mars album right joe no <laughs> <laughs> however i did i did like some of the grammy performances earlier in the show Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Ringo was interviewed for 30 minutes by Eric Burton of the Black Pumas, who appears on the new EP. It was actually a very enjoyable interview with Ringo saying things I've never heard him say before, that he once considered being a barroom singer, that even though he admitted not being someone who vocally can hold notes long, he thought of himself as a rock singer and said that the Beatles ruined him as a singer, having him sing songs like Yellow Submarine and Goodnight. He actually sang a little bit of Goodnight. Oh. Ringo actually made a reference when talking about decisions he had to make in life about a girlfriend he once had who was moaning about him wanting to play drums for a living. Could this be the girl that he was engaged to? This was before Maureen. Mm. Mark Lewison wrote about that in Tune In. Interesting quote from Ringo going back to what he said about singing. He said, vocals is something I do. Drumming is something I live. What a great wow. quote. Wow. That's going to be in one of his future songs. Gotta be. And uh, also, as we gear up for the uh, forthcoming box set for the Plastic Metal Band, we hear that the release is delayed another week. It's now coming out April 23rd. But the week before that, <laughs> April 16th. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> because of Paul that, that is being bumped. <laughs> On April 16th, we'll see the release of the album of cover versions of songs from the McCartney 3 album called Three Imagined. All of the album's 11 tracks have either been remixed or covered by many of today's newer or independent artists, and all the tracks have been personally curated by Paul. It'll first come out as a digital release only on April 16th, and it is now available for pre-order followed by a physical format coming July 23rd, including exclusive vinyl editions available through independent record shops, Target, Barnes & Noble, Newbury Comics, and Paul's own site. The physical editions will get a bonus track with Idris Elba's version of Long-Tailed Winter Bird. All vinyl editions are supposed to be very limited, even the black version. 
already a video has been released of the kiss of venus by rapper and songwriter dominic fike with a cameo appearance at the end from paul himself and uh lots of other artists are on this compilation including damon albarn beck blood orange phoebe bridgers uh saint vincent and more it'll also be coming out on cd mm-hmm. okay so april pretty busy month there for us yeah a lot to cover uh, not much to say about this, but Paul is currently vacationing in St. In in Bart's with his wife, Nancy. There have been photos you can see online. Seems like he likes that, that place. St. <laughs> Bart's always keeps going back there. Few more news items. Steve Marinucci's Beatles News and Information Facebook page tells us of a follow-up book to Paul McCartney's Hey, Grand Dude. There you go. Yep. It's called Grand, Dude, uh, Grand Dude's Green Submarine which continues the adventures of Grand Dude and his grandchildren as they set off on a quest to find their music-loving grandmother, Nan Dude. <laughs> Isn't that great? Nan Dude. It's described as an action-packed extravaganza of wild imagination and fun for the whole family. A read-aloud that's perfect for sharing, destined to become a timeless classic. And this will be released by Random House on September the 2nd, and it's already available for pre-order. And isn't that the same date somebody was telling me just before the show as the Get Back book? Uh, it's right around that time. Yeah, I did get an email uh, saying that because I had pre-ordered that Get Back book uh, relatively quickly when it was first mm. announced. And I had just gotten an email last week uh, stating that it was going to be out right around that time. Yeah, delivered around that right around that time. Yep. Okay. Mm. I always heard the end of August, but then... You know, this is September 2nd. Who knows? Really close. Now, don't know if you know about this. For all lovers of Paul and the McCartney's album Ram, a 50th anniversary tribute has been made by Denny Sywell and Fernando Perdomo, with many musicians all covering the songs from Ram plus the single For Another Day and A Woman Oh Why. On the album will also be the original guitarist, David Spinoza, and original trumpet player, Marvin Stamm. Also uh, on the album, it'll be featuring Will Lee, Joey Santiago of the Pixies, Davey Johnston from Elton John's band, yep. Eric Dover, formerly of Jellyfish, Carney Wilson, and many more. This comes out from Cherry Red Records. It's due out May the 12th. Yep. The original album came out May 17th hmm. in 1971. Cherry Red uh, is the same company that put out the McGear, the recent McGear um, reissue. So they right. did a really good job with that. So this oh, should... I thought that label sounded yeah. familiar. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay, one last item, and we thank John Bazzini of the Beatles in Print together, together and solo Facebook site for this. A brand new book has just come out about the Beatles' time in Germany called Mock Show in Hamburg, written by German Beatles scholar Thurston Knobloch which includes a forward from Jürgen Vollmer and an afterword from Howie Casey. Mm. Apcor Books is now taking pre-orders for the book, which is the culmination of over 30 years of work. And the author has lent his talents to various publications, including Mark Lewison's Tune In. It's 540 pages in hardback with 600 illustrations, never before seen photos, documents, advertisements, memorabilia, record covers, newspaper reports, reproductions of contracts, letters, bills, etc. Plus there's in-depth stories about the recordings made in Germany, 
histories of all the places they played, even exclusive pictures of their 1966 concerts. This is described as the definitive book on the Beatles' visits to Germany. It not only tells the story how the Beatles developed into a great live band, but also covers the story of Stu Sutcliffe and how Pete Best continued to play the Star Club circuit until the end of 1964. Oh. Wow. The cost of the book is 65 euros. I don't know what that comes to in American yeah. money. But uh, for more information, you can go to this website. It's apcor.net, A-P-C-O-R.net. Now, people may be familiar with that because that's the same company that puts out that uh, wonderful series, A is for Apple, right. which is uh, just a massive, you know, it's, so right now uh, it's three volumes and I think they're at 69, 1960, or yeah, 1969 right now. So we're patiently awaiting volume four. Uh, hopefully that'll be announced uh, soon. But yeah, same company and Alex, is, he's a part of that uh, series as well. Hmm. Okay. I've got to get those books. Yeah, oh, me amazing. too. The detail in there is just fantastic. Just, that's what I've heard. Good quality. Yeah, good research. quality. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That is all. <laughs> oh, wait, you wanted to mention one more thing about. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. yes. Um, we're sad to note the passing of a good friend in the Beatle community, and that's Beatle Ed Wittell. I didn't even know that he passed away until Kit posted something today on Facebook about it. I'm just familiar with him because he's been a fixture at the Fest for Beatle fans. He's a great musician. He was always jamming there. He was always so nice to me, commented a lot on my Facebook posts. Um, didn't know him thoroughly well, but always was great to hang around. You know, and Kid, I know you wanted to say a few words. Yeah, um, he was just such a such a nice guy. Uh, he was one of the first people when I started going to the New York Fest. I mean, I've only been going there since probably 2015, somewhere around there. And and he was one of the first people that made me feel welcome. And and he was always I I always remember never saw him without a huge smile. Uh, mm. He just made everybody you know, feel, feel welcome. Uh, he was always jamming I and mean, he was always up for, for, you know, playing with whether it was, uh, you know, on the Apple jam stage, cause like everybody knew him. Yeah. So, I mean, he was be up there, you know, playing on the harmonica, uh, or he'd just be jamming with friends in the lobby. I mean, it was just, uh, he was always up for that. Um, so I can't help but imagine him, you know, up there jamming right now. So, yeah, sure. uh, so, uh, you know, we extend our condolences to, uh, to his family and his friends and, you know, that's won't be the same without him. Hmm. Couldn't have said it better. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, Tom. All right. Well, as we stated earlier, we're going to be talking about uh, Zoom In, the new Ringo uh, Star uh, EP. So, I mean, there's the back right there of the vinyl. And then obviously this is, you know, just the regular Final, so you can get to look there. There's the peace sign there in the, in the label. Yeah, of course. Of right? course. <laughs> at least, hey, at least he's not giving it on the cover. Right, right. Well, but then nothing you know, wrong, here's, nothing wrong right. with peace. I just peace. It's good to have a change. I hate peace. Right, and then here we go. <laughs> 
And here we got uh, the insert here with the with a pretty cool picture of him with the word peace I now, like obviously. Like and then you get the lyrics and the song credits there on the other side. So um, as we knew with the release of What's My Name, we knew that that was going to be his last full length album. And he announced then that he was just going to do EPs for, for now. So here it is, what, a year and a half, two years later. And you know, were any of you surprised when he announced that he was going to have a, a an EP come out so quickly, uh, Joe? Yeah, I was very surprised uh, because he had, you know, he'd said that he probably wasn't going to do albums and he'll do EPs. But if you have two EPs in a year, yeah. a lot of people are saying, and you have to ask, well, why not just an album? And don't right. get don't get me wrong. Again, this is just reporting. You know what's going on. It's not complaining. You know, on my on my part, I mean, I'll take it any way I can get it. Three EPs, one album, two EPs, but it's just weird, you know. In a way, okay, but it, it'll be fun. Maybe it gives you more stuff to look forward to quicker. Oh, you know, get them in little dribs and drabs, and leave you wanting more. There you go, kid. Yeah. How about you? Were you surprised that uh, you were getting something something so quickly? Yeah, I mean, I I I was kind of surprised but you know i wonder if part of it that he's going to be doing another one in october is because of having to postpone the tour i mean i'm I'm assuming that's part of it um but you know it's it's kind of and well we're going to get to it in just a second but i think in a way it's a it's a good format for him because as you said joe i mean it does leave you kind of wanting more and it is you know a, a tight format um and it allows him to work at his own pace uh he doesn't have to you know think oh my god i've got to churn out 14 songs or you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is um so he can you know take his time as much time as he wants working on on material and um well and as we're going to talk about i think the results are quite good Mm -hmm. okay ken how about you i wasn't surprised in the least uh kind of like with paul You've got a pandemic, you're a musician, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> you can't tour, and this is what he loves doing. And so um, kind of like what uh, you guys have just said, I actually, in a way, in a cynical kind of way, I kind of feel like this works very much to his benefit because this way, each time he puts out an EP, he gets attention for it. Mm. Yep, It could be spread out like twice in the same year. True. And all of a sudden, he'll give more interviews and more attention will be given to the next EP. That'll mm. get people ready for the tour. Sure. You know, and, uh, you know, like Joe said, this is the equivalent of an album if he puts out two in, in, in the same year. Mm. And he averages a new album once every two years anyway. Right. And since um, the last one, What's My Name, was 2019, right. 2021, time for a full album. So it's really the same thing, but he can get a lot more attention this way. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And there is some grumblings. I know where people are like, well, why don't you just put, you know, a whole album out, you know, that way we don't have to, you know, spend, you know, pay full price on now on two products now instead of one, which, you know, I can, I can understand a little bit, but again, I don't think he knew that he was going to be postponing a tour again, Exactly. you know, as things were starting to kind of look better, but, but yeah, I mean, cause a lot of acts now, cause you, you, we, uh, talked about him postponing till 2022 a lot of acts are now starting to postpone their their tours uh to 2002 i'm sorry 22 now so it's it's looking like uh no shows at all again this for this for this year so it's kind of sad Mm. 
but um, so let's talk about the, you know, the people, you know, the, the, the song, the songwriters. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, again, you know, a little help from, from all his friends, you know, as seems like the theme on almost all of his, uh, on all of his albums. Um, there's a, a wonderful, uh, uh, you know, fantastic list of characters here, anywhere from, you know, you got Ben Mott uh, Tench again, Attack again, you got Steve Lukather, you got, um, uh, let's see here, Bruce Sugar, uh, you've got, you know, the you know, Jill Walsh, and then, you know, with the first song, Here's to the Night, let's start off with that, because um, this was the first song we were introduced to, and uh, really close to the end of the year, and let's get your thoughts on that, because, um, you know, it seemed to have been, got got on really well when it first uh, was released, I mean, it seemed like a lot of people really enjoyed this song, so Kit, let's start with you, um, uh, let's start with uh, Here's to the Nights, what's, uh, what say you? on this uh, track I, I really uh enjoyed this from the minute it came out um you know i thought uh it was you know first of all that it came out you know around the holidays and and around new year's eve i mean right. i just thought what a what a perfect time for for this song i mean i could see this being played uh on you know on new year's eve um yeah. it's uh you know like many songs on this EP. Uh, it is also so appropriate for this time. Um, you know, the, the whole theme of it um, is, you know, about appreciating friends, uh, appreciating good times, um, and, uh, you know, sort of carpe diem. You know, that is, that is such a theme on this, on this whole EP. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, you, you can picture everybody raising their glasses you know <laughs> and i mean you, you can hear it in in this um and uh you know and and ringo is as always the the affable host you know and it just was a perfect vehicle for him um you know and to have the all-star backup you know backing chorus, vocals yeah. holy cow i mean you know um i mean my god it goes on and on. I mean, you know, Paul, obviously, Joe Walsh, yes. Cheryl Crow, Lenny Kravitz, um, Corinne Bailey Ray, Chris Stapleton. I mean, it goes on and on, um, you know, and, and every time you listen to this, uh, you know, you can hear their their voices. And Diane Warren as the, as the songwriter. I mean, mm. Diane Warren, who's one of the great um uh, hit makers, uh, hit songwriters. I mean, it's it's just uh, you know talk about having a, a class A songwriter uh, mm -hmm. uh, writing for you, and it's catchy. I mean, it's it's classic uh, Diane Warren. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I didn't expect this to go to number one or anything, but um, but it is. Uh, I I think a you know should have been a little bit. But I would have liked it to have been a, a big you know, bigger hit. Uh, great solo from Steve Lukather. Um, you know, love his, uh, love his uh, guitar solo on this. It was, I think, just a, a, a great, um, you know, a song that we needed at that time. And, uh, and I think that it will stand the test of time, um, you know, for, as I said, for New Year's Eve celebrations. And it just has that timeless theme of, of as I said, you know, Carpe diem and appreciating your friends. Love it. 
Cool. Yeah, I mean, watching that little uh, making of documentary earlier today that was released on Ringo's uh, YouTube uh, channel, it was really, it was Very really, good. you know, yeah, it was yeah. good and, and, and informative. And, you know, I like how he, he said that, you know, he, you know, asked Diane Warren for, for a song and then this is what, you know, she brought to the table. And um, yeah, lyrically, I think it's, it's, it's a good track. Uh, Ken, how about you? I think I think it's uh, an astounding track. I really think it's great. I liked it the first time I heard it. I like it a lot more now. I also like the placement of it as being the first song. Yeah. Because it's it's the slowest song on on the EP, and then it picks up, you know, in tempo. Except the reggae one's kind of mid tempo. But uh, yeah, everything about it, the production's great. Um, you know, I'm all for having a star-studded crowd, although. You know, if you didn't see the video and you didn't look at the liner notes, you wouldn't know all these superstars are on them anyway. It just sounds like a great, great song. And I love when you watch the video and Paul McCartney's in it, they kind of boost up his vocal a little bit so you can hear it a bit, right. a bit more. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I like in general about the, the EP and also on a song like this one is that the, the female background vocalists yeah. really blend very well with Ringo's yep. vocals. And um and Diane Warren, you know, I kind of look at her as like, she's the Carol King of today. She really is. And she's written a lot of great material. Um, Unbreak My Heart is one of those songs from Tony Braxton. That's, you know, that's her song. And uh, it's not the first time that Diane Warren has worked with Ringo because In a Heartbeat from Time Takes Time was written by her. And that's a song that I thought, <laughs> you know, should have been a hit. You know, and if Top 40 Radio or Radio was playing Ringo like they used to in the, the early 70s, that would have been a hit. Here's to the Nights could have been a hit. It's really that good. And it's like like you said, Kit, it's a great song for New Year's Eve. Lift your glass. Uh, I now have something other than Ding Dong Ding Dong as a Beatle fan to play on New Year's Eve. And I hope that uh, everybody watching the show and listening to the show will make it a tradition to make it a New Year's Eve song. Great. Cool. Uh, we'll go move, move on with you, Joe. Yeah, I think it's a very good song. I liked it very much when I first heard it back in December a few months ago. Um, yeah, we all said about how it's got the New Year's feel to it, celebratory feel. Let's kind of get together and forget times and remember the good and move on, that kind of thing. It, Given the COVID year of 2020, was the start of it. We're still in it, unfortunately, but it's getting better. Um, and uh, this was the right song for the right time. Um, and, and the way I look at this is, uh, I, I personally think it could have been a big hit. I think it was really short-sighted not to really give it a big release and a big media attention. The video was great, and you see the stars, and that helps. But to really push it, I think Ringo... Uh, I've said this before, and I want to elaborate more here. Could have had a number one hit or top three hit. And the reason I say that is not necessarily because it's Ringo. We know Ringo is not going to necessarily make any big hits anymore. But this was close because I thought the, the, the cast, the star factor, that you have all these other people on here, in spite of Ringo, you know, nothing against Ringo, love Ringo, but um, all these names you have, like you were saying, uh, you know, we got Dave, Dave Grohl, uh, Eric Burton, 
the, the Black Pumas, Chris Stapleton, Yola, and all the people we mentioned, Cheryl Crow. You know, spotlight them. It happens to be a Ringo Starr song, kind of like the way the Ringo album was Ringo's album, even though he had a lot of help. And I think if they if they pressed it right and really gave it a lot of circulation, it might have been a hit. But instead, it didn't get that much exposure. It's just part of this release now later on in March of 2021. And I'm glad you said, Ken, uh, uh, about having it at the beginning of the EP, because one point I was going to make up, I must disagree with you, and I think Kit was kind of nodding in approval. I think it was uh, kind of a, a mistake, in my view. It, it works, but I would like it to be the closing track. Um, I think after all is said and done, we do this final, like kind of like, hey, let's celebrate, let's have a good time kind of thing. It seems to me like a closer. Um, everybody say goodnight, everybody cheers, and that kind of thing. And at the end with Ringo's reaching that that high note, is going to hit that high note oh, yeah. at, at the end. And he laughs, you know, good-naturedly at the end of the, the song or the end of the EP, if you had it that way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, it, I'm fine with it either way, but I really think mm-hmm. it would have it would have worked as the last track, in, in my estimation. Uh, but yeah, I, I really that. liked it right away. Uh, a feel-good song. And Ken also mentioned something I was going to focus on, the female singers hmm. throughout this whole EP yeah. stand out to me. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, probably, yeah, talk about that a little more later. But yeah, I love that uh, enhanced female voice along with Ringo singing it. And uh, who on that track, who do we have singing with, with Ringo in that uh, Here's to the Nights? Uh, there's well, a lot of names got... here, but yeah, you've got uh, McCartney, Joe Walsh, Cheryl Crow, Jenny Lewis, Lenny Kravitz, Chris. No, no, stop. I mean the female oh, singers. Oh, oh, just the females. Just the females. Okay, you've got. In that line, uh, here's to the night's long. Cheryl Crow. Right. You got Cheryl Crow, um, Jenny Lewis, and Corinne Bailey Ray. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, we have names elsewhere, but I guess they're yeah, not on that track. But mm. the, the backing vocals, yeah, the other female backing vocals are on the other tracks. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah. they really enhance this whole thing to me. This whole yeah. EP. Yeah. And Definitely. it's a special ingredient that I that I picked up on and like. Right. I agree. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I you know I agree with with Joe on the way. Like I think this would have been a great uh, album closer in the way where you you know at the end of the you know end of the night at the bar, it's a great closing bar song. You know, you're all got your your last round and you you know you're singing and having a good time. Great way to cap off the night. Um, and yeah, you guys are right. I think it, this is a good song. I mean, it's, I think it's really good lyrically and, it, and it's, and it's good for Ringo. I like the, you know, moving to the beat of your own crazy drum, you know, kind of putting in that drumming theme there for Ringo mm. and the chorus, you know, here's to the nights we won't remember, you know, with the friends, we won't forget a great, great line. And you yeah. gotta believe Ringo had a lot of those nights, you know, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the lost weekend period, but, um, and, and Joe, and I think you're right, this is a hit song, but it's a hit song for someone else. And I'm sorry to say that. I'm not the biggest fan of Ringo's vocals on this track, unfortunately. I think, you know, he kind of struggles with this a little bit. It's just my opinion, I, again, but it's, it's still a good song. It, it's, it's played wonderfully. Uh, like you said, Kit, you said about Steve Lukather, you know, he, he does a, you know, a stellar job on this song. And, uh, but for me, unfortunately, um, it's you know a track that <laughs> unfortunately i didn't uh, necessarily care for um 
at uh, at the time I, I first heard it and um, now playing it all over, you know, all throughout the weekend. Um, it's still one that's, um, you know, I would have liked to have seen if this was a hit with maybe a younger artist um, or maybe mid mid mid-aged artist um that could have really given this song a little bit more attention because we know no no studio or or is going to get behind Ringo and say here here's you know give this to a radio station and you know here play this song and you just know Ken you know that's not going to happen mm. unfortunately with Ringo you know it doesn't um, happen with Paul you no know? exactly the, the yeah. stations that determine the hits catered right. to a younger demographic with younger artists yeah. And no matter how good Ringo's song may be or Paul's song may be, yep. they're not going to play it. <laughs> well, that's why I'm trying to emphasize yeah. the right. guest artists will appeal to a young audience. Ringo just happens to be there. I know that sounds yeah. awful. I like right. Ringo on the song, but mm -hmm. I, I thought that with the, the guests will, will appear right. uh, appeal to a young audience. Yeah, not, not, that'd not be yeah. but, but yeah. then those guests, they've also got to get behind the song and say, hey, look, I did this with Ringo here. Yeah. Give this song a listen, you know, and then maybe circulate the buzz that way too with those guests. And I didn't really necessarily see that no. uh, on, on social media uh, and any, on any of the social media platforms, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. And oh. and Tom, when you mentioned about the you know Ringo struggling, uh, that you know it's it's interesting. That Ringo actually mentioned that when mm -hmm. Diane Warren sent him this song, that right. the key was key too was high. high. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ben Montage, uh, the the yeah. uh, pianist, had to you know rearrange it, get it a key yep. that he could handle. Yeah. So um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's it, and I can see that because I mean, you know, uh, Ken, you mentioned "Unbreak My Heart." I mean, that's a that's mm. an incredibly difficult right? song to sing. Yeah. I mean, you know, so um, yeah, so I can see that being you know a difficult song. I mean, that right. Diane Warren doesn't but, doesn't write simple songs. No, <laughs> no, she's, sure. she's written a lot of hits. Yeah. She sure has. Uh, the Aerosmith song too. I don't want to miss a thing. Yes, yep, she wrote yep. that as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's got yeah. quite a record. Incredible. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's move on to track two, which was also the second uh, track that we got dropped uh, for the album, and it's uh, Zoom In and Zoom Out. And uh, let's, uh, this time, let's start, and this was actually written by Jeff L. Silbar and Joe uh, Turley, um, and it features, um, well, we'll get to that part in a second, but uh, Joe, let's start with you this time. What'd you think of Zoom In, Zoom Out? Because oh, I, I love it. been zooming love it. in and zooming out a lot the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, indeed. I've been on a lot on live yeah. streaming. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I I love the song. Uh, it's a great commercial tune. Uh, fun. My favorite song probably on, on the album. If there was going to be, you know, a, a single in the old days, this is what, you know, you could put a single out of 45. I would say go with this one. Very catchy chorus, upbeat, happy. Um, you know, the whole bit with the zoom in, zoom out part. And then talking about uh, that distant star is reachable. Right. That whole bit. It's very catchy to me, um, and, and I like that part. Uh, female singers, again, as I said, I have uh, written Amy Keys, Wendy Wagner, yep, and, and others on here. Um, I, I, you know, I like it a lot. And uh, what more can I tell you? That's it's a it's a good song for Ringo, and I think it's 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 a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Ken. Let's go to you. Uh, I love it. You know, it's um. All five songs on this EP are all about positive positivity mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I mean, we talk about peace and love all the time. Well, yeah, he talks about peace and love here, but he talks about hope. Mm. He talks about how we're all in this world together. We're all one community. You can achieve anything you want. It's got that vibe throughout really all these songs. And so, and even though I don't always turn to Ringo when it comes to lyrics, I especially like the lyrics throughout Mm. uh, this EP. And I wrote down just a few here from Zoom In, Zoom Out. Mm. A wealthy man from way on high, a homeless child with a cardboard Mm. sky, if we could see through each other's eyes. Right. Um, Even though Ringo didn't write those lyrics, but you know, the fact that he's conveying that message in the song, it's so well written. And uh, shift your paradigm, seek and you will find the end of your nose is infinity (laughs) if you open up your mind. Mm. Get a new perspective, you'll see we're all connected. Right. Really catchy song, you know. The whole EP is just Ringo being comfortable, being who he is, and you feel a confidence in him. Like we said about the last album. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that whole vibe you can feel throughout all five songs here. And and I like what you said, Kit, about we needed an EP like this at this time after coming out of, you know, such a horrible year with the pandemic, which is still continuing. But, you know, we need positive messages. And every song here is positive. And it's just the way a, a lot of these songs are worded in the lyrics. A, a, a lot more intellectually than some of Ringo's other songs. Excuse me, I don't think we'll get to it later. But I, I don't think the last song is so positive. Or, 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 you know, we'll get to that though as we okay. go on. In my okay. opinion. Uh, okay. Um, you know, um, zoom in, zoom out. I mean, that was the like I said, the second song that was dropped from it, and unfortunately, um, I didn't necessarily care for it uh when i heard it the first time but when i got the album uh thursday and was playing it a couple times it really uh resonated with me and you know the lyrics i thought were really good and you know um there's a person on here that i didn't know was going to be on this album and he is one of the most underappreciated uh guitarists out there like in the same vein as maybe a terry kath um where he just he just doesn't get the respect i i think for for what he's done um especially during his time for the doors and that's robbie krieger and mm-hmm. um i think um you know having him on here i mean it was a nice touch because i liked his work on this song and i that might be my favorite part of this song is is his guitar playing on this it really added a nice touch to it but yeah ken you know the great lyrics on there i thought were really cool and ringo sings this song very well um after mm-hmm. listening to it a few more times and uh the ringo the, the lyrics definitely fit him so uh, i thought this was a good job good effort from uh, by ringo on this song so yeah uh, queen yes um well <laughs> i you know this was kind of like a little bit like what you were saying tom this was kind of a grower on on me i i didn't like it the first mm. time i heard it um it, it, well no, i shouldn't say that i didn't i didn't dislike it it was just right. um it, it didn't hit me right away. Um, you know, it was, a, I don't know if it struck me. Some of the, the words at first were a little maybe on the cutesy right. side, but the more I listened to it, the more I really started to appreciate the, the wordplay. I mean, I kind of started to get a sense of, oh, I see what he's doing and, and I right. appreciate it more. <laughs> um, you know, the, the sense of, you know, using, you know, Zoom, as as a yeah zoom as as saying you know it's a way we're all staying connected not only 
you know, literally, but, but also, you know, as a way that we're all connected in a, in a larger sense. And, um, and I, and I like that. I thought, okay, you know, I, I see mm. that. And, um, you know, and, and also kind of bring in this whole peace and love kind of message and, and kind of like what you were saying, Ken, I mean, the, the, the message of most of these songs um, is about, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I feel like this could have been called the pandemic EP <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because like, it really is. I the mean, pandemic so many, EP. <laughs> the pandemic EP, you know, because cool. it was, you know, because so many of the right. themes on here, um, it, it is about, you know, it's going to get better, stick together, um, you know, I mean, he even says in one of the songs, I think it's the last one about, you know, stuck inside. I mean, it's just, it's all over this, mm. but, but this is, um, you know, a, another song kind of in that vein of, of, you know, um, we're all connected. We're all the same. We need to work together. And the more I listened to it, the more I grew to like it. Um, and, uh, and as you said, Ken, great lines in this, yeah, shift your paradigm, um, you know, zoom in to get a new perspective, just like a tapestry, we're all connected, you see. And right. then like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> you know, then it, grew, then it grew on me, it grew yeah. on me. And right. as you said, Tom, um, yeah, Robbie Krieger, what a nice surprise that that was, mm -hmm. and, you know, killer solo. Uh, yes. that that was a terrific terrific addition uh, addition and uh, so yeah so this this was a grower this this was a grower now now oh. i do like it okay <laughs> i want to say one thing about the lyrics though the lyrics are, are great i agree i like the lyrics of this song however i gotta mention my i have two nephews and they both kind of like made a joke to me out of the line about uh, till galileo put on his thinking cap Something like that. And they're thinking cap. You know, they're like 29, 30, 29, 30 years old. They're like, that was like what they said in school. Put on your thinking cap. I'm like, oh, come on. It's a good song. You know, I said they seem to be hung up on that. And it was a joke. They were kind of like joking about it to me. That's, well, I mean, it's the line that stood out to them. Right. Yep. But I mean, but it's a good rhyme with with uh, you know dragons off the edge of the map. I think it no, I think it kind yeah. of worked with you know. <laughs> but, but I can I can see you know how maybe a younger person would probably think that would be silly or something. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm okay. With it, but, uh, yeah. You know I'm fine with it. Yeah. I cool. use that phrase all the time on my radio show. Put on your thinking mm. caps for our trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> and so on, Joe. <laughs> all right i said we <laughs> all right moving on teach me to tango which again you know i was kind of a little weary at first with this track but um <laughs> when i when i see the title but uh but uh ken let's start with you uh teach me to tango outstanding track really took me by surprise very edgy i love the whole feel of the whole thing i love a cold ending which is how the song mm. ends it ends abruptly the way it does. Great guitar playing throughout it. Um, yeah, uh, although uh, Ringo did talk about this, that for certain songs, he would ask people to send him the tracks and he would just sing and then add drums where it was needed. And he did say on one particular song, he did one drum fill. Well, this is the one. And there's really... <laughs> But there's really interesting percussive stuff that you hear, especially at the very beginning of the mm -hmm. song, which I like a lot. But um, it's, it's catchy as hell. And uh, Sam Hollander, 
co-wrote this and he's another one i'd love to know how he became involved with ringo because mm. he was on the last album what's my name and you know some of the best songs there were two songs on there uh better days was one of the best songs yes. on, yeah. on that album and you know he adds a lot of life to, to ringo's recordings and i think um i just i wish i knew how they got together but mm. um yeah i'm very impressed with it you know, if, if we were still living in the days when Ringo, when you could pick a single that might get airplay, um, I, I would either pick Teach Me to Tangle or Not Enough Love in the World. Um, mm. Excellent. You know, um, and his vocals, especially on Teach Me to Tango are, are outstanding, really strong. Um, I like the lyrics. You got to live it up to, to get what you want. Mama, teach me to tango. <laughs> the message of go for everything you want in life. Just right. go for it, you know? It's another way of saying that. But um, yeah, I've got John Edmondson and Sean Gold. They are the, the guitarists right. on that song. Mm. Really just a uh, great accompaniment on the song. I love it, you know, outstanding. Cool. cool. Well, for me, this is this is the highlight of the album, Ken. Mm. I, I just really think that this is, you know, like you said, his his vocal delivery on this one. I love just more. I love up, you know, Ringo's up tump, up tump, up up tempo singing. I think he does a good mm. job really singing, you know, up tempo songs, and this is no exception. And I really think he, you know, they did a great job. And yes, and even though like you said the run the one drum fill, and on the credits it says yeah. one drum fill, right there, right there. So there's no doubt. <laughs> so there's no this mistake. Cut, let me cut it to say yeah. Ringo's drums are very good on here. This yes. Yeah. 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 And then you know all the all the musicians on this are are, are excellent. You've got uh, three female uh, backing vocals that are you know Zelma, Charity, uh, and uh, and uh, Candice. They all did a you know excellent job uh, with that. And um, I yeah I was soon as I heard this I was like yes this is gonna be this is gonna be great I think this is definitely the best song on the uh, on the album uh, Starkey gets a, a writing credit as well as well as Grant Michaels on this uh, on this track and um, mm. man as this is the one that I'm gonna be playing a lot more of as as the days and weeks go on because this is this was a really exciting one for me um, you know I mean lyrics are simple but it's really the tune that 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 in the playing that does it for me on this track yeah. so but uh joe yeah not much I, I can add i really like this track when i first heard the, the, the title teach me to tango i said uh oh are we gonna you know we already had tango all night which i don't mind on another album but i thought is he gonna be familiar territory here tango right. he did samba on another album i hope it's gonna be corny or something and it turned out to be a surprise rocker with some really tasty guitar on it. Mm -hmm. I love that live it up. You got to live it up line. I love that very much. And I love the, the, the female vocalist that you named. Right. And I love that seventies. I call it feel with the OOOs. They do mm. this OOO thing. It's, mm. <laughs> it's almost cliche, but it, it's so much fun in the song. And uh, yeah, that, you know, I, everything else you said, I agree with It's uh, It's a terrific standout track. Mm. Uh, one of the best on the CP. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a great, good, solid three minute rocker, and I and I wish he would, you know, you know, he does a good job with these, you know. And there's one line in here that I really cool too. It's uh just hits a ride with your favorite drummer again, you know, just yeah. throwing in yeah. a, you know, uh, a Ringo is, you know, like in there. Yeah. So uh, that was a really nice touch. But uh, Queen, go ahead. Yes. Well, uh, yep. We have uh, comments here from our good friends uh, Tom Brennan, uh, Hudson, Randy, Robert, Henry, and Susan uh, Gagney, who also said when they saw the title, they thought, uh oh, and I thought the same thing. I thought, and I, I agree with you all. I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, oh boy, I don't know what this is going to be like. Uh -huh. you know, is this going to be tango all night is, as you all been saying. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, what a, what a pleasant surprise. This, this, uh, this is just a solid rocker, a lot of fun. Ringo sounds like he's just having a blast. Um, and, uh, you know, extremely catchy as, as you've all said, and yeah, hit your ride with your favorite drummer. Love that line. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, this is another carpe diem kind of song, live it up. Um, you know, has a little funky R and B kind of feel to it. Uh, as well um you know the backing vocals like you were saying joe uh, some of the the you know female backing vocals one of them uh, zelma davis is actually uh um has been on a number i think of, of ringo's albums before mm. she uh, is best known uh, she had some uh, hits in the 90s with uh, cnc music factory she oh, was on uh, things that, that things that make you go mm. remember mm. that yeah that wow. was her run lead things yeah. you learn when you have the queen on the show that's right <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for, Tom. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yep. So she, uh, so that's her as well. Um, and uh, I mean, the only thing they could have made this even better is there's. I think there's a there are a little bit of horns on here. I would have yep. loved to have heard more. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, bring them up mm -hmm. the mix a bit. Yep. Yeah. Thank. Thank you, Joe. Yep. Yeah. Horns. <laughs> You know more horns. You know me. I love the horns, but other than that, um, it. Uh, and I'm not going to say it. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> thank you, kid. I know Ken doesn't like it when I say that, <laughs> but you all know what I'm talking about. And so, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, I would love to hear him do this live when he right. when he he resumes his tour next year. He's got to do this live. Hmm. I mean, I would love, 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 love to hear this. I mean, this would get the audience going. I mean, it's it's great. Definite highlight. Um, and, and I mean, I hate to say it, though. There are many highlights of this album. I, I'm hesitant, hesitant to say this is the highlight, but it's it's up there. It's hmm. fantastic. Love it. He's, yeah. he's got to do this live. You know how many songs I've said that about? With I know. <laughs> hey, you just might get Honey Don't again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like yeah, I've said, you know, concert. <laughs> we're on the road again. A natural song. Come on. You would think. How can you not do you that? Yeah. <laughs> and Steve Lukather wrote it and he's in the band. Right. <laughs> but anyway, Joe, jo I just wanted to say, you know, you're talking about uh, tango songs. Ringo did Samba. I love mm -hmm. that song, by the way. And you never know, he might do a Mambo next. A Mambo? Yeah. He's going to do the Mambo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Everybody does it. I don't do it. Norton <laughs> doesn't do it. My grandmother never did it. All right. But tell okay. me everybody does it. <laughs> That's for you, Gary Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
funny. Next song. There you go. <laughs> All waiting, right. waiting for the tide to turn. Um, and, and, and aptly titled right at the moment. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> Good segue. Uh, Richard Starkey and Bruce Sugar. Um, again, another, another fun track. Uh, let's start with uh, Joe. Uh, I love this track as well. At, you know, I, I did my review, as I called it. We've talked about this. You got to let time really, you know, yeah. sink in. Look, these songs sink in over time. Give it a chance. Sometimes you like things more than you did. I, I didn't dislike any song here on this when I heard it, but the last two I thought were the least for me. Um, now I'm really liking Waiting for the Tide to, to Turn a lot. It's got the reggae sound. And I was pleasantly surprised on his Give More Love album several few years ago uh i think 2017 when he did the song uh king of the kingdom mm. i really liked it that had a reggae flavor and this it doesn't disappoint either i really enjoyed it again you have uh uh zama davis on here singing along with it um it's a song of hope and uh, i just i just like i like the whole feel of that reggae that he used i think he also name checks bob marley again Yep. <laughs> Which he also did. Not too much name checking if I if I if I can think right off the bat of these songs this early on. Mm. But th there's a name check. Um but uh, yeah, it's it's, a, it's another good track for me. I enjoyed it immensely. Okay. Kit. I really was was uh pleasantly surprised and and strangely as i was listening to this i've been on kind of a reggae kick because there's a new bob marley channel on sirius xm that i've been listening to so so when this came on i was just like all right <laughs> it was really great to listen to um i give them points too that at the beginning when you hear that echo you know that reverb on his voice that's dub which I was like, Ringo doing dub? This is great. I love this. Um, and uh, I, I mean, he is clearly a big fan of reggae because, I mean, he was going for authenticity. Um, and uh, I, I'm very impressed. I know this isn't his first foray into reggae, of course. But, I mean, I, I just, you know, loved it. And it was, I love that it was a salute to reggae itself um as a means of, of cheering you up i i just mm. love that um as you said joe uh you know name check bob marley also uh, name check toots uh, toots of the males mm. of course we 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 lost um uh, recently um and he uh also recruited uh tony chen to play the guitar who played with bob marley oh, uh so wow. yeah so and uh, and it, he said in an interview that uh he said Tony actually complimented Ringo on his drumming on this track and said, that's some good reggae drumming. And Ringo was like, you know, well, that's it. I, I you know, that's it. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to drum anymore now. I mean, you know, so I, I mean, that's so, yeah, if, if someone who played with Bob Marley thinks you, you play pretty good reggae drums, I think that's, uh, you know, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, just a great um, way to to salute not only reggae, which he clearly loves, but uh, but also saying, you know, again, the pandemic EP, as I've been saying, that this is a way you can cheer yourself up is listening to this beautiful music. Um, and so mm -hmm. I I really like this, and and I just am so impressed with the as i said the authenticity i mean that guitar solo uh that tony chen plays i mean mm. that is the kind of of 
um, solos that were on Bob Marley's records. So mm-hmm. I, I just thought, my God, he's, you know, 80 years old. He's still playing all different kinds of music and that he would really, you know, go that far and, right. and to play reggae and, and dub mm. and be authentic about it. Mm. Props to him. Yeah. You know, I, I've loved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've I've said before I've never been the biggest reggae fan. It's just a genre of music that I, I've never been able to really get into. And you know, and I've I've given a, given a chance. You know, uh, whether Jimmy Cliff, Marley, and, and, and a few others. And it's just one. And even you know, my favorite musician of all time, McCartney, does it. And it's not usually my my favorite tunes, but um, but I can appreciate it. And and I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I mean, it's it is it's reggae, but it's it's not like in your face reggae. I mean, there's yeah. still, you know, other you know, elements of rock and roll in the song as well. It's just not pure reggae, which I appreciated. Um, and yeah, and I thought, um, you know, it was good. I love the chorus uh, to this, uh, you know, at the end, I've been waiting so long for the tide to turn. I, I really thought that was great. Again, Zelma Davis on backing vocals was uh, really kick-ass on this track. Yeah. I mean, she just kills it, I think, on this song. Ringo's really good vocally on here. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this is another highlight for me on the album, uh, or EP, I should say, I guess, uh, you know, as well. So uh, so yeah, good on him again for, yeah, you know, you know, stretching his reign, you know, doing other things, you know, like you said, um, and making things interesting. Um, and I, I appreciated that. So it was good. Um, so Ken? It's hard for me to add to what the three of you said about this, but uh, I just feel that he's so comfortable doing this. And um, like you mentioned, Joe, King of the Kingdom was an example of that before. I think of Island in the Sun, going back Mm. a few albums, another reggae song. He's obviously showing his love for this genre of music. Um, Reggae music is, is a genre that I do love, but I take in small doses. You know, it's kind of like blues. I can't listen to hours and hours of blues over and over again. Same thing with reggae. But when I'm enjoying it, I'm really enjoying it. And I love the whole sound and the whole production. And I think that Ringo and Bruce Sugar, who have been a team now for quite a while, since the post-Mark Hudson days, production is so crisp and sharp on everything, the drumming, the percussion, everything. It's all so well produced. And um I keep coming back to that word comfortable. Ringo is at ease mm-hmm. doing this. And, you know, you feel that on all five of these songs. Right. And so, He's, yeah. I mean, so do you think part of that is he feels like he doesn't have to prove anything to yeah, anybody? I think that's true. Yeah. You know, you know, he's, he's accomplished so much right. in his career from Beatles success in the, the early part of his solo career and, certainly 30 years of touring (laughs) you know um you add all that together he's had an amazing career and he's he's comfortable with who he is with what he's achieved and he doesn't mind showing it and he's proud of what he's done and you can sometimes sense that in his vocals Mm. you know Mm -hmm. there is something to be said about being being proud of what you've accomplished i remember and i think we talked about this with cloud nine that george was uh was saying that people were saying boy your singing is so much better on this album and george said well that's probably because i don't worry about it too much like i used to Mm, and it's probably the same thing with ringo Mm. you know he knows what he's done he knows who he is he knows what his strengths are he knows his limitations are and he works with it and he's Mm. happy with what what he can do and he makes the most of it and it shows on this ep cool 
All right, let's uh, let's uh, finish it off with the last uh, track here, and it's not enough love in the world. And uh, Kit, this time we'll start with you. The, you know, this one is probably, if I have to say, I have a you know least favorite. This is probably the one. Um, you know, but it's it's still you know it's still a, a good song. I mean, really, you know, when I say it's it's the least favorite, it's still you know, it's still an enjoyable song. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I love the, um, uh, the keyboards on this, uh, very, uh, you know, very catchy. Um, you know, again, I, you know, I mentioned it earlier, he's clearly, you know, he's got the, what we were all going through last year and still are to an extent saying, you know, stuck inside. Um, and, you know, and, and that he's, uh, you know, therefore contemplating uh, about, you know, that there's not enough love in the world and, and you know, not enough peace, not, you know, and I mean, it, it just, to me, it was just kind of, kind of like, okay, it's, it's one of his peace and love songs, uh, although in this case, he's saying there's not enough of it, but, you know, he obviously is encouraging us to do something about it. Right. Um, and I, I just felt it was a little repetitive, uh, went a little too long for me. Uh, I also didn't love the reverb on, on Ringo's voice on this one. I really liked his voice on all the other tracks. You know, I, I mean, they really didn't do much of a, like effects on his voice or anything, or at least nothing that I, I could, that really bothered me. I mean, because otherwise he sounded really strong. I mean, I, you know, and, and with the, with uh, the reverb on, um, uh, you know, the reggae uh, on uh, Waiting for the Tide to Turn, I mean, that was intentional. That's, that's dub. Mm. But, um, but this, you know, that didn't bother me at all. But this one, I don't know. I just thought it was a little unnecessary. Um, so I would say this was probably, you know, not as strong as, as the other tracks, but, but still very, you know, good intention, you know, very well intentioned. I mean, the message, right. of course, I don't, I'm not arguing with it. Um, but this is probably the one I wouldn't like give repeated listens to, yeah. uh, as opposed to the other tracks, because the others are just so good. Right. You know, hmm. So okay. that's, that was, that's just me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yep. enough. And I love your honesty. Uh, yep. <laughs> Joe? Joe? Yeah. Uh, when I first heard the EP, although I liked all the songs, uh, this was my least favorite. It, it still may be my least favorite, I think, out of them. But it's grown on me a lot because that uh, the chorus, uh, you know, not enough love in the world. You know, it, you know, it's a little corny. Not enough peace. Not enough hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I got to say that. <sighs> okay, I muted that out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's grown, it's grown on me, though, uh, uh, tremendously. But at first I thought, I was saying earlier, not, maybe not every song is optimistic. Even though this is a plea, like, we got to have more, of, of you know, uh, love and peace and all that, again, with Ringo. But we have lyrics like, you know, moaning about being stuck inside, everybody's telling lies, uh, bad news every day, some of the lyrics, you know, I mean, I... Yeah, there is. I agree, but I just thought this was this was a little more negative when I first heard it. Although the main line, not enough hope in the world, which is 
a love in the world is damn catchy, I gotta say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember thinking this is more like a filler song. I thought, but I'm I'm enjoying it more and more the more I'm hearing it. And uh, I think this was a, the song out of all of them that was not going to be on originally. It was added as a last minute thing. I think. Yes, you're right. Yes, yeah. it was. And it was yeah, he talked about. Yeah, he talked about it was the four tracks at first, and then Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams wrote this at you know. For Ringo, it came in at the last minute. So yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what can I say? You know, uh, Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams wrote it, and uh, yeah, it's enjoyable now to me. Uh, just maybe my least track. Yeah. Well, you can definitely see why Ringo would be attracted to this song because all the things that you know Joe and Kit said. I mean, there's not enough you know love in the world. There's not enough. I mean, not enough hope. You know, that's all the things that he likes, and that's what he's you know he talked about in that little documentary there. And I can definitely see why he would be attracted to the song. But yeah, but unfortunately, you know, to me this was this was also my least favorite of the five. Um, it's fine song. You know, he's done this kind of thing before, and you know. Maybe I'll, I'll keep listening to it. Maybe my 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 opinion on it will change uh, over over time. And but um, great settlement. You know, obviously we all want, you know, we all all want more love uh, in you know in the world. And you know, I have no problem with with hope and and peace and, and and stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, when you when you hear it constantly, like one kind of like one song like this on every album, almost it seems like you know it it gets to be a little repetitive and you know not as fun. And, you know, it's, it's almost like how many different ways can you say it, you know, in, in, a, in a way. So, but that's just my thoughts. But um, uh, Ken? Well, this is where I disagree with the three of you because uh, <laughs> to me, that's fine. It's that's fine. Cool. But I do you like, you like it a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this and, uh, you know, Teach Me to Tango are the two standout tracks for me. Okay. I like all five songs. But, you know, I have a very commercial ear. I like songs that you remember how it goes after one or two listens. Right. It is repetitive. A lot of commercial music is. is and, absolutely. you know, yeah. the, the problem that you were just saying, Tom, is what I think a lot of fans might also feel. How many different ways can you say peace and love? But at the same time, that is basically what Ringo is all about. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most oh, important sure. yeah. thing the important message in a song it's very tough to keep rewriting the same messages mm -hmm. and in this ep the lyrics change they have a sense of humor to them mm -hmm. in many ways you know so i think you know the approach was different with having different songwriters there but um no if this was the early 70s mm -hmm. and they played this song on the radio it would be a hit and um it's it is catchy as hell and i do like songs that are that way i love steve steve lukather's guitar playing in it yes. um he had so much i mean i gotta tell you i always liked toto i never realized how great steve lukather was until i watched him with the all-stars mm. he is a monster yeah. yep. and i've grown i've grown to really appreciate him more and more uh, a lot through ringo's albums because yeah. he's played a part for several albums now also as a co-writer but um, yeah, I like this one a lot. And uh, I don't know what more I could say about it. It's very commercial. Mm. I like commercial music and I think it's executed really well. 
Well, you make a good point about Lukather. He's almost become like the unsung hero of Ringo's albums the last, yeah. maybe last 10 years or sure. so, because he he's really has, you know, added his touch to a lot of these songs. And I've always considered him a really good guitar player. Um, and, I, you know, I like his solos that I've heard that, you know, on, on Ringo's albums. And he's been great live with Ringo. I mean, it's one of yeah. the great, yeah. great uh, features of, of the of the All-Stars, you know, specifically the last, what, 10 years? years or so that he's been yeah. uh, been with them so yeah he's absolutely. so much more than a guy from toto right he, for, he is one sure. of he is one of the most sought after guitarists for session work he's all over the place well, what work you with know? uh mccartney or michael jackson yeah. right right yeah. kids um, yep. you know and i'm yep. sure there's others as well mm-hmm. absolutely if, if, if anybody out there um hasn't seen the film now it's it's about 15 minutes or so the, the zoom in or making of zoom in it's on it's on youtube i've seen it on there it's really wonderful and ringo man he looks great he sounds great yep. he's full of energy he's, he's he's running around the studio and he's like you know with everybody's face again you would never think this guy's going to be 81 in, in a few months yeah. and uh there's one scene uh there where he's on the drums i think he's doing uh Waiting for the tide to turn, possibly. And he's playing some drum on yeah. there, on there. And for a second, I'm thinking, you know, the way he looks now, he's growing his hair a little more, oh, and right. yeah. you know, he's got the fresh dye going on. He looks. For me, I'm thinking it's like Bangladesh Ringo for a second. I'm for like, a second there, it looks like, oh no, he's not going to do another version of Back Off Boogaloo, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of that song too. Please, well, I, love, I love the original one, but enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny good point so yeah that's on the ringo star uh youtube channel so you can check it out there yeah so kid as a whole about the production did we i mean because i know no go ahead no go ahead well i mean i i well i'm gonna get your i'm fine occasionally i thought maybe i didn't hear it i couldn't hear the words as well from ringo as if i might have wanted to although it's it's fine but um because it's produced by ringo it says and then co-produced and mixed by bruce sugar right so, I mean, we talked before, I think, with What's My Name about Ringo producing himself. Uh, what, what, what do you think? I've, I've actually really liked Ringo producing himself. Um, I, you know, the last uh, number of albums where he's done that, um, I've, I'm glad he's continuing to do it. I've, I've actually liked his, his own production uh, work. I mean, he seems to, you know, I'm not saying you know it's perfect all the time but i think that you know he he's gotten very good at it. i mean he knows you know what works for him uh and uh i think this you know album has very clean production particularly since i mean they you know had to do so much over zoom i mean, it's, I mean that's amazing when you you know read about that that some of this was had to be recorded in that way you know some of it in person some of it not so um you know i really uh i think he does a great job i'm i've, I've really ever since he started doing it i think it, he's gotten better and better which when did he start what what album was it really was um, it uh was it um, why why, I'm trying to remember why, which one where he got a code. It's like 10 credit. years ago, roughly 10 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Well, well, after Mark Hudson, when you're talking about, say, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like why not. I like why not. One of my favorites. Me too. Well. Hmm. You know, I, I think, like, to, to Kit and Ken's point, you know, 
he knows his limitations. He knows what he can do. And, he, you know, with him and with, with uh, Bruce Sugar's guidance, you know, I think, you know, they accomplish that, you know, whether they bring the vocals down a little bit or they bring it up or they know what instruments to, to bring up or backing vocals to bring up if they have to. So, but did anybody notice auto-tune on, on Ringo's uh, voice? I never noticed uh, it. And, I, and I'm not just doing it to defend Ringo. I mean, right. people all the time tell me, oh, not another yeah. auto-tuned Ringo album. Mm. And, and we've talked about this before, <laughs> you right. and I, Tom. I right. just don't hear it, you know, unless unless it's the times when it's done deliberately to call attention to itself, like, like in the song Money, money, right. money Version. Right. And we've talked about Shares Believe, which is different. Right. That's mm -hmm. to call attention to it. But I mean, I, and I always say, I don't want to notice it. Because once mm -hmm. I notice it, if it is, if it's indeed there, I'm even never going to unhear it. It's going to drive right. me batty like it apparently does some people. Right. But I don't hear it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, so like, I, the... I, I, yeah, I don't know, like the different if like there's different levels of auto tune. Whether you can like bring it down or like if if, if it's is it always like you know Paul's get enough when he goes you know when you hear that yeah. was yeah. it always like yeah. that or can you bring it down to where it kind of like smooths your vocals out a little bit more? You know, I don't know. That's what I would like to learn about you know artists that use auto tune, whether or not they they use it to help smooth out their vocals enough, or is it just that deliberate? You know what I mean? Where you hear it like Paul uses it in, in Get Enough and Ringo and Money. I think right. it can be used very, very subtly. I mean, I think that's what the original intent was. I think mm. the original intent was to use it in a very subtle way and then, you know, and then share, share some right. believe changed everything, you know, <laughs> then, then, yeah, I mean, then right. that, you know, then they got that robotic sound and everyone right. thought it was cool. And then everyone and their brother was using, was using auto tune. But I think it was originally intended to be very subtle, you know, to, mm. to correct, you know, if a vocalist was going just slightly out of tune, you know? Uh. So, um, but I, I mean, I personally, didn't pick up on any of that but i mean you know maybe if you had you know incredible headphones, headphones and right. you were really yeah. listening i i don't know i mean i personally didn't hear it some i know somebody's mm. always saying oh it's i can hear the electronic sound in ringo's voice i don't hear it i'm glad i, I don't. didn't really hear it either um can but, no. yeah i yeah. used to think that i could pick it up all the time and i used to be very good at it with other music i can hear it in a lot of country music of today mm. i can hear it in some of the rap music of today yes. oh big um, time yeah but and i'm surprised people that i do know don't pick up on it they don't realize it yeah. but there have been times when like especially in social media i'll hear oh ringo used it on this song and I'm like, i didn't hear that and yeah. i try to rely on i have a son who hears everything mm -hmm. and he's ultra sensitive when <laughs> it comes to auto-tune and he'll tell me when it's being used, but there have been times apparently when Ringo has used it and it's not right. that noticeable, but I right. can't pick up on it. Hmm. And, yeah. and again, that was the original intention of, of okay. auto-tune. That, okay. that, it was not originally intended to be obvious, but, gotcha. but thanks, Cher. <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't mind when it's used for effect. Right. Yeah, oh, I, loved it. I loved it on that song, Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, it, oh no. And I, when I say thanks, sure, it's just, you know, it then got so over. Yeah. No, I mean, you I know, know, I know what you mean. Was, you know what I mean? I mean, it was fine that one time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few years ago, I interviewed Bruce Sugar and I asked him if Ringo uses auto tune because of mm. so many people telling me about that. And, mm -hmm. and um, because he engineers and, 
and co-producers with Ringo, he said, yeah, everybody does it. Sure. It's no big deal. Everybody does it. You said everybody does it. I didn't say everybody does it. (laughs) Bruce said it. Uh, So that's great. So Kid as a a whole, what did you think of the album as a whole? I thought it was really strong. I, I was, you know, I just think he's really on a roll. I mean, what's my name? I thought was a good album. And now this, I can't wait to hmm. hear what the, the next EP is going to sound like. I mean, as I said, he, he is on a roll. I thought this was very strong. I'm going to be playing certain songs on this on repeat. Great. Ken? I'm very pleased with this. I would, if I could describe this, EP in one word, it would be solid. Okay. Five songs from start to finish. I like all of them. A couple of them are really outstanding. Gotcha. Okay, Joe? Yeah, I think it's very good. Uh, I think Ringo's been on a roll, honestly, since 92. It <laughs> takes time at Vertical Man and all of it, really. Well, a couple of maybe in the 2000s, maybe. Uh, I won't get into that. But overall, no, he, I mean, he's, he's doing good. He, he's confident. He's self-assured. He, you know, he got himself sober back in 88, and he's wanted to do what he does best, and he seems like he's having fun and keeps himself going. I think that shows in all the albums that he does. Uh, having said that, um, some people were saying, oh, this is his best album since Ringo-Rama. Uh, yeah. And I'm saying, no, I liked a lot of ones since then. Uh, and I thought, well, what's my name? I even thought was a little better. You know, I mean, this is just as good as as what's my name, really, to me. And but, it's uh, only an EP. Yeah, it's that's not what an I was just yet. gonna say. You can't. <laughs> yeah. re- you, well, I, I think you gotta judge album? it a little yeah. differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a, an extended play, not a long play. Yeah. Right there you go. There you, um, there you go. Yeah, and but yeah, yeah, sure. Very good. Very good. Uh, getting into the comparison thing. Is it better than this? Is it better than that? It's it's quality stuff. I always shake my head with people who probably aren't really even listening out there that I encounter every day, uh, my channel and everything, saying, "Oh, he hasn't done anything since the, set, the early seven, early seventies. Uh-huh. You know, Ringo, nothing's as good as Ringo. Nothing as good as Good Night Vietnam. He hasn't done anything." I said, "All right, if you got yourself convinced of that, I don't know what to tell you." But there's so much good stuff that he's done yeah. in recent yep. times. Like, and Joe, I've been saying for so long, kind of what you just said about time takes time. Ever yep. since then, I think it's been like a renaissance period for him. Mm. I do yeah. feel that the the albums with Mark Hudson were the strongest. But um, and time takes time. But the ones that followed have been very good. Right. You know, I remember when we reviewed um, What's My Name and you were saying it's so much better than the previous albums. To me, he's been consistently strong. You know, all the albums are kind of equal to me for the most part from Why Not On, all those albums. Yeah. They all have really good songs on them. They may not be consistently all great, you know, but got a lot of worthwhile material on them and i do like the production that ringo has done with bruce sugar it's very crisp it's very clear it's got a lot of punch you can hear his drumming so much better now yes um although i love mark hudson's productions on on ringo's albums but um yeah i'm very pleased with the production and to see how ringo has grown in that role as well as as i've said many times as a songwriter although on this ep he kind of took a back seat because there's five songs on there and only two were a co-write right. Right. right yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm, you know, loving uh, What's My Name as much as I did. Um, I was really hoping for the best uh, for this EP um, and liking, really liking three of the five tracks on here. I was, I was happy. Um, I still don't think the songs are as strong as the songs that were on What's My Name, but I think, you know, like you guys said, I mean, he's been on a, on a roll. I think he's been doing, putting out some quality to good to near great stuff lately and um you know and he, he seems like like you said ken i mean it just seems so comfortable doing it now and i just like you said i i don't think he has anything left to prove and he's fine with where he's at in his life and you know he just wants to make music and i think that's a wonderful thing and so i say keep keep these eps coming ringo we're, we're having a good time listening to him and, and he believes in himself as, as a drummer i think there was right. a time when he he actually was having some doubts maybe uh, yeah. uh and and people I in general. It was you three. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. That's the, that's the equivalent of the uh, you know how story about yesterday. <laughs> getting better can't get no worse. Well, this is a great, uh, great look at uh, Ringo's uh, new new EP. Um, zoom in, uh, unless anybody does wants to add anything to what we've said already. We can get going to any comments, or we can get get jump into uh, what what we've got going else. Uh, well, actually, a question uh, from our good friend John Bazzini, who's uh, who hey, runs a wonderful um, and I can actually can you mention it earlier? A great Facebook group um, of called the Beatles um, solo uh, Beatles and solo in print. It's all about um, the books. I mean, all of the books uh, uh, from gosh, like the seventies on, uh, maybe even magazines from the sixties. Great. Yep. Great, great uh, group if you, uh, if you haven't joined it. Um, he said, a question not related to the EP. When Ringo resumes touring, one song he has never performed live is Good Night. Would any of you like to see him perform the song with someone playing synthesizer as a string backing? Sure. Mm. Uh, I would I would take it, mm. but uh, I'd rather him do Snookaroo if I could have a pick of a song. Oh, yeah. I, I think Ringo strays away. Mm. He strays away from the ballads and the slow stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't you know? see that. Work. I mean, I would take it, but I don't see it being so good in the. the, only, in the... Yeah, the only top ten hit that Ringo had in the states that he's never done live is only you, mm. a slow oh. song. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, he 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 kind of strays away from. Yeah, the I can't picture him doing that. Yeah, oh, um, I love it. I, I, yeah, I probably. <laughs> I probably wouldn't want to see him do it, to be honest with you. There's so many great, I, I mean, he's a solo act now. I want to see him do solo songs um, myself personally. It, you oh, know, yeah. it could be interesting, but yeah, I'd hate to, the only thing is, yeah, I would rather hear real strings. Uh, I, I don't, don't love to hear them reproduce on a synth. Um, you know, I mean, we used to, we've talked about on the show how we used to hate when Paul would, you know, wouldn't bring a real horn section on the road and right. just do it on the synth. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's going to do it, I would much rather hear a real, a real string section, but, um, you know, I mean, as, as, as you said, Joe, like I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't hate it if, if he did mm. it live with the, with a synth, I mean, but yeah, I don't know if, if he would do it live now i don't know but i don't, I don't um, see it so. yeah but i mean you know maybe yeah. but i'm not sure um 
but uh so yep so uh, so john that's a yeah from us <laughs> no I, i'm for i'm for any song he's never done live doing yeah. it live. Okay. and also good night is the only beatles song that ringo sang lead to from the core catalog that he's never done live so he could complete it all <laughs> if he did yep. good night. But mm. yeah, there's so much from his solo career I'd like to hear him do. I mean, I would take like Kent's, I would take whatever I could get that's different, as long as it's different. Mm, However, yes. I still would opt for many more titles if I had a choice. Yep. Agreed. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. Anything else, Kit? Uh just scrolling here. Um, yeah, people agreeing with us about um, you know, that people saying that if you know that Ringo hasn't recorded anything you know that that's ridiculous saying Ringo hasn't recorded anything relevant uh since the 70s somebody else um I'm trying to find that here we go our friend Mark P uh, uh-huh. said um people say the same thing about Paul that he hasn't done anything good since tug of war they're m- missing a lot of great music amen <laughs> yes that's right yep. and people have said that I have seen some, some go up because some go up to flaming pie. Some do, some do. Mm-hmm. Yep, some do. But yep, amen. Paul and Ringo both on a roll in the last absolutely. Yeah, I've been saying with Paul from press to play on. That's been his renaissance period. Mm. Yes, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> I tell you, man, that album. Everybody's loving that now. That's like, talk about it getting a you know new a reappraisal. Uh, new, yeah. Reappraisal. What album? Yeah. What album? Press the play. Press really? The play. I haven't noticed yeah. that. Okay, yeah, there's good. an. I think there's a new what? Facebook group going uh, that's being established. That's a, a like a press yeah. to play appreciation group, and also. Yeah, I joined. If it. they're finally, <laughs> yeah, I did too. They're finally seeing it our way, Ken. Okay, finally. okay. There is hope. <laughs> there is hope. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, after talking with um, Jerry Murata, um, you know, in talking, listening to his experience about that album, you know, I, I kind of appreciate it a little bit more myself as well. Yep. You, know. you never know if your opinions can change over the yeah, years. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all know that. Uh, we all know. Well, well, yeah. Well, you you don't hate hate it anymore, though, do you? No, no. <laughs> I do not hate 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 it anymore. No. no. Oh, good stuff. Well, oh. Joe, why don't we start with you on uh, on all of our stuff that we've got going on outside of Talk More Talk? Yeah, over on YouTube, my channel is Mean Mr. Mayo, where you can subscribe if you like. And I do all kinds of Beatles stuff, uh, other stuff besides Beatles, and also do some record store uh, hangouts and searching for memorabilia and things like that. But I have a, a new show that I'm doing called Fab Gab, and that Fab Gab is uh, so far it's once a week, but that that can be changed anytime. We don't know when we're going to do our shows. You just have to be on my channel. It's on YouTube on my channel, and we, you know, I'll give you updates as to when the next show is. And right now we're doing just ranking uh, songs from Beatles albums from our least favorite to mo- um, to most favorite, and we're going to try to do all the Beatles and then all the solo ones chronologically from 1970 right up to Zoom In and whatever else is out in the next seven years it'll take before we're finished doing all those. But in between, at some point, we are going to be taking breaks to have guests on, talking about other topics. Uh, I know Matthew Street and I want to delve into a defense of the U.S. albums 
because we're big fans of the U U.S. Uh, Beatles albums, Capitals, United Artists, and all that. So, uh, yeah, uh, look out for Fab Gab. Uh, we just had Tom Hunyadi on one of our, not the last the one we just had, but the one before that, right, Tom? Weeks ago. Yep, two weeks you ago. You know, he yeah. was doing, uh, you, can, you probably can talk a little yeah. about it, but it was Rubber Soul he joined us for. Mm. Rubber Soul. I hope to have Kit on a future one in, in a couple of shows, and Ken eventually, too. So um, the last one we did just yesterday, the most recent one was trying to tackle volume one of past masters, you oh, know, all the wow. singles, B-sides and things, which was <laughs> a chore. The solo albums will be a little easier, I think, to, to rank in some cases, but the Beatles one's tough. They're hard. All right. All right. Cool. All right, Kit, let's move on with, uh, oh, why don't you talk about Talk More Talk first and how you can get a hold of us? Absolutely. Uh, you can uh, reach us uh, via email at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at talkmoretalk1. That's the number one. Uh, you can uh, go to our website at talkmoretalk.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, um, where, of course, you are right now if you're watching. Um, and, uh, and if you like our page, you'll be notified of any of our future episodes. And we're always posting stuff, too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, stuff we're doing or news, you know, we're always doing that. Uh, and uh, also, you can follow us on YouTube. And please subscribe to our channel. We're getting close to a thousand. Yep. So a thousand subscribers. So help us get there. And, <laughs> uh, and also, uh, if you prefer to listen to us and you don't want to see our, our gorgeous handsome beautiful faces um you can you know even though we choreograph moves and everything for you you know like our zoom yeah. move, um you can uh you can listen to us on um itunes iHeartRadio, spotify virtually anywhere so um so those are all the places you can find us and as always we love hearing from you feedback show ideas anything like that um so uh, as for me, um, on uh, Wednesday, I am going to be recording uh, a show and uh, I'm going to be appearing on our friend Hudson Ranny's show, I Know I Know, uh, talking about walls and bridges. So I'm really excited to uh, be doing that. So that should be up, uh, I assume, pretty soon. So as soon as I, I know I know um i will find, i will <laughs> post uh the information i'm really looking forward to that um hudson is uh you know an up-and-comer uh in uh, the beatles community a great addition to the beatles community so um really looking forward to being on the show so keep an eye out for that i'm also happy to announce and and we'll be talking more about it in the future there we go okay uh <laughs> that's the bad thing about having zoom backgrounds is that uh your things can be see-through um my book with ken womack fandom in the beatles is now available it's uh it's up uh it's on uh, Amazon um, and probably Barnes Noble and everywhere. It's finally out. So uh, hey. it was on pre-order yeah. before. So. And it's a shorter title to say when we have to 
start remembering it at the beginning. However, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. It's fandom and the Beatles. It's all right. Fandom and the Beatles. No, yeah, there you go. See, that's not that's not so hard. And um, and it's a uh, and it's a book about uh, it's different uh, chapters studying just that the history of of uh, fandom and it's uh, from first generation through um today's generations and uh, mm. and it's really uh, I think you'll find it fascinating. I know you know I did as I was writing my chapter. There's some really interesting works in here and it's recommended by none other than ken michaels yes what What? i actually have a blurb he has a blurb on the cover this is my first time ever yep and along with robert rodriguez so i am a good company so you know if they think it's good i mean (laughs) You, you can't miss it so yeah. anyway so so it's finally out so you can uh, you know it was on pre-order last time i was talking about it so you now can order it um and uh, and i'll be doing my uh solo uh facebook live show probably next week so i'll post when i'm going to do it uh on my facebook page so just uh keep uh, keep your eyes and ears open uh when that will be so i think that's everything oh. all right Great. Excellent. So let's also just give a shout out to our, our buddy, Ken Womack. How you doing, my friend? I hope you're doing well. And uh, yep. <laughs> he's busiest busy man in showbiz. Right. And what's the book <laughs> he's got coming out? He's got a book coming out soon uh, about the uh, All Things Must Pass and Derek and the Dominoes. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Albums. Yep. And right. uh, yes, with our with uh, Jason Krupa, who there was on our right. show yes. uh, not long ago. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have him back uh, yep. to uh, to talk about the book. Yeah, that's that. I'm really looking forward to that. I think that comes out in July. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Pre-ordered my copy. Ken, let's let's go on to you. Let's make Phantom and the Beatles shoot up to number one yeah. on the bestsellers. All of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, my YouTube channel, which you were talking about before, Tom Ken Michaels Radio, uh, just did a brand new interview with someone who I never knew before until he appeared on Two Legs, <laughs> and that's Dylan Seavey, and he is. Uh, part of the younger generation of Beatle fans. And um, it's all about his obsession with the Beatles. And man, can he analyze the music, the yes. group music and the That's solo music. Yep. He knows it so thoroughly. He's a musician. He plays the drums. He plays uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's got some of his videos online. And you, there's also links on my YouTube page for all the current stuff he's been working on musically. We talk about a whole variety of subjects, how he got into the Beatles, analyzing the solo careers especially of paul and ringo but he offers insights that are so completely yeah. you know well i've never heard anybody ever say before <laughs> you know mm. like uh on two legs he said riding into jaipur is the best mm. instrumental that paul has done yeah. you know but he explains it he explains it well and i yep. want to hear people with different opinions mm-hmm. so that's my latest video um and before that i had sam wiles on yep. from the um paul or nothing podcast doing uh, a number nine dream show uh all on paul mccartney with three different categories a top three of three different things and he's great so both sam and dylan part of the younger generation and they've got something to say yeah and uh (laughs) speaking of which you caught that huh Um, (laughs) we talked about hudson ramey uh, I'm also going to be on his show. He just recorded an interview with me, and that's going to be up in a couple of weeks. That's the I Know I Know podcast. Great title. One of my favorite John Lennon songs. Yep. Um, on my website, 
weekly Beatles trivia. Um, if you're into winning McCartney stuff, I've got McCartney three on CD. I've got Egypt Station on CD. I got Wings Over America on CD. Wow. You can win nice. any of them. And um, actually, the trivia question for this week has something to do. I could actually say the question here as long as nobody writes it in. What do you uh, think? Yeah, let's sure, do it. Why not? Okay. Let's make, make it a first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Since uh, the new EP is called Zoom In and the song Zoom In, Zoom Out, can you name two other songs, Beatle or solo Beatle songs, whose titles start with a Z? Oh. Don't okay. write in with the answer on our Facebook page. No. Right. got it. Okay, got don't it. say anything. Don't say it. Don't say don't it. Say like it. Kirsten, what's her name? Don't Durst on Saturday Night Live, where she couldn't keep a secret. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, she plays good the stuff. weirdest characters. Yes, she does. Uh, and oh. she's the best at it, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, also, things we said today, we'll have a new show next week. Guess what it's on? Zoom oh, in. I can't imagine. <laughs> so you'll hear what Darren and Alan have to say about the new EP. <laughs> and um, every little thing, uh, have a new station. Mm. Uh, you might want to check out Edgewater Gold Radio. It's a great oldie station. They play music from the 50s to the 80s. Premieres. This uh, Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, edgewatergoldradio.com. So my stations are growing. Yeah, if you can, that's awesome. Congratulations. Out. Thank you. Excellent. Well, with, uh, with me, uh, I'm still surprised I haven't gotten divorce papers yet with how busy I've been doing with all these, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all these shows and guest appearances and all that. But first, with uh, Two Legs, we've been uh, having a lot of fun with our recent shows. Um, last uh, Saturday, this past Saturday, we just posted part two of our show called uh, Best Friend, and that's with Anthony Rotuno of the Glass Onion on John Lennon podcast. Um, that's part two where we analyze the McCartney-Lennon relationship uh, throughout the 70s, whether it's through songs or through press. And, uh, you know, we just take a look at how they were treating and how they were talking about each other throughout, uh, throughout that decade. And um, this um, past Sunday, then we recorded a show with uh, David Ghosty Wills, who a uh, DJ uh, in the New York, New Jersey area, a really good DJ. Yeah. And we just did a show on the Russian album and uh, Run Devil Run, where we just, you know, we talk about the two. We don't really compare the two or, or anything like that, but, you know, just the, you know, lowdown of the two, what we think of the, the track listing and, and the production and, you know, the, the musicians that are on, the, uh, on those albums. So we had a really good time talking with him on that. Uh, this Wednesday, we resumed ranking the tracks with uh, this bad boy right here off the ground so this will be another fun one that'll be 8 p.m eastern standard time so be on the lookout for that um i did a couple guest appearances also with uh, joe mayo on his uh, fab gab show where we ranked the tracks on rubber soul and it's been, always been an album that i adored and uh, it's one of been when i when i became a beatles fanatic um, it was one of the ones that I just always played. I mean, every other day, it seemed like I was listening to Rubber Soul, and it's just an album that I absolutely adore. And I also had the privilege of being on Hudson Rainey's uh, show, I Know I Know, as well. And I got to tell you, I had a great time. It's so 
so refreshing so i mean just you know have younger younger fans like him and ethan that um yep. you know that put in the the work and you know they take it seriously but have a good time as well you know with it and i had a lot of fun with them and that episode is is posted now on his youtube channel that's i know i know so please check that out and please check out two legs on youtube um uh, we just passed the 500 subscriber mark and we're getting closer to 600 so we like to keep that going so please check us out there and uh man i'm kind of out of breath now <laughs> but we got a, a lot, lot of, of great things yeah we got a lot of great things in the, in the pipeline and you know hopefully we're going to get ken michaels back on the show to, to to continue our conversation with the dear friend i'm now no a friend like you where we talk about oh, paul McCartney's okay. songs that he's you know gave to or collaborated with on other people's albums and soundtracks and stuff like that. And that'll be uh, the eighties and nineties. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, talk, Ken, I'll be talking to you soon about that. And um, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So anybody want to add anything else before we sign off? Yes. One thing you mentioned, yes. Dave Ghosty Wills. Yeah. I'll be interviewing him uh, Excellent. this weekend and we'll be talking about driving rain. Nice. Oh, that was going to be, might be a precursor to when we, give Talk. that album another listen another listen so, that's yeah. Right. yeah so yeah, there you go cool. all right my <laughs> friends well it's good hanging out with you again i mean uh here we thought it was only going to be like a 45 minute show but uh <laughs> like, uh, how can never, we stretch five songs into an hour <laughs> there wasn't much news there wasn't that much news and i no. thought oh, oh. One wow. time when we could use more news. But, yeah, really. but that's the fun of it. I love hearing all of your guys' opinions on songs yeah. and, 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 you know, and analyzing them. And it's, you know, great to get a different perspective from, from everybody here and, and including all of our fans that listen to the show. So thank you for joining us weekend and week out. And uh, please don't forget to uh, watch us again on the YouTube channel. Leave your comments there. What you think about um, Zoom In. The new EP from oh, Ringo Starr. And thank you to Beetle Ed over at Fab Four Radio. There you go. As yes. well. For, and those of you who listen over on Fab Four Radio, thank right. you very much. Great. Yes, so he runs all of our shows. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Yep. thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> so for the Queen Kittle Tool, Ken Michaels, <laughs> Joe Mayo, I'm Tom Hanyati saying, here's to the Knights. Take care. <laughs> very good. good night. Good night.